Hello, everybody. We are very sorry for the technical problems we had earlier, and I recognize that precious few of you are hearing this live. Um, but if anybody is tuning in to hear a recording of this, we appreciate your your uh, devotion to what we're all trying to do. So again, very humble and deep apologies to all of you. But <coughs> this will probably be an abbreviated broadcast, but Monica and I are here and we were looking forward to being able to reach out to you today. And so um, we just really want to give thanks to the Lord for what he's doing. Um, those of you who were part of the on-site team in Brazil and those of you who were standing securely in the places of our uh, our appointed terios, we just really are grateful to God for what he was able to do. Of course, the challenge with that, with all of the blessing of it, is that we really need the spirit of wisdom to come upon our those called to serve this saint's message because we have to we have to be able to deliver the message to make disciples what what if what if the apostle paul wrote his epistles and they just benefited the church that he wrote them to where would we be right now I'm sure God would have found some other way. Um, there were some letters that he wrote, some epistles that he wrote, and because uh, he referred to some that we don't have. Perhaps we just say that the Spirit didn't want us to have those. But in some ways, I feel like we go into these places and we see God move and we pour out our heart and our ministry and we bless numbers of people but then I feel like it's God can use it whatever he wants but I almost feel like it's the work is only begun we need to be able to take what has been sown what has been taught and distribute it and to make sure that it's a lasting thing so maybe we need the spirit of wisdom we need to ask the spirit of wisdom that empowered Bezalel and others to take what God has given and make it not only accessible but available to be distributed and then that the hunger of the spirit could get a hold of people to find it that's what I was thinking about I think, too, the principle of, in Scripture, where it says that Paul planted and Apollos watered, and God brought the increase, I think a lot of it has to do with um, obedience and those that are called to water the seed, 
Mm-hmm. And because, you know, the blessing falls upon obedience. And I just feel like we have to be obedient to go and plant the seed. And yet trust that those where the, the seed is planted, that they are watering that seed. They're being good stewards of the seed which has been deposited in their land. But then at some point we have to trust that God will bring the increase through that measure of obedience. And I mean, there's always, yes, we do need the spirit of wisdom. Yes, we do need the spirit of creativity. We, we have to be obedient with what God gives us to do from an apostolic perspective. But in a lot of ways, we're at the mercy of those that are receiving to be obedient with what they've received and to be good stewards of that seed. And I know for you, I know for me, and for many of us, we've experienced points of frustration. Um, I, I mean, we've revisited this just recently about so much seed that we planted in Africa and in India and yet, at the same time, um, we just have to trust the Lord. And we have to be obedient to go where He sends us, to steward the Word that He gives us, and to plant that, and to encourage, and to empower. And But at some point, it's... it's I don't know. You understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, like Apollos was a teacher. Exactly. And Aquila and Priscilla sewed into him and trained him in the things that Paul had taught. That's what the scripture says. And then through the power of the Spirit, you reference this, Paul said that the work of Apollos watered the seed water that's a very interesting term concerning what we've been talking about recently with the river of god um but we do need to believe for that because you know god is i'm believing that god is using what we've sown into india what we've sown into africa we've also sown into australia we've sown into the philippines we've sown into how many nations in in western europe and into so many other places around the world that tune into these broadcasts and um, we don't even know who those people are but it we have to believe that God is God's got to do something about this because you know I've been well like even Apollos watered even when Elijah went on his circuit to those school in the school of the prophets where he went and taught these prophets now he was not teaching personal prophecy even though we believe we firmly believe that he was teaching these guys how to become what he had demonstrated he was imparting how to walk with god how to hear from god how to minister what God says. That's what he was preaching. You're talking about Elijah. Elijah. And to me, the double portion that Elisha received was to take that mantle and carry that mantle through. You know, and, and I know that the double portion of the miraculous and the signs and the wonders 
we know they both moved in that. But more and more I realized that the mantle of Elijah that fell upon Elisha, that double portion, was the double portion of that very thing, mm. of taking taking up the responsibility and the commitment and the devotion to carry that message through. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, that's probably why you had those really, dare I say, awkward exchanges between Elisha and some of those people in those schools. Mm-hmm. Don't you know your master's going to be taken away? Yeah, I know. Hold your peace. There was that grappling um, trying to come against this very thing that you're saying. Yeah. We we need this. Yeah, and I, 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 all my life, the focus of that whole story has been upon the miraculous. Mm-hmm. That Elisha would move in, and there's scriptures that speak of this, that he would, that he would move in just a double measure of of the miraculous and we need the miraculous <coughs> but you're not going to get the miraculous without the devotion and the commitment to the word to the 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 seed yeah. to to carrying forth that seed i mean it may last for a measure it may last for a minute it may last for a season but we both know that the foundation of all of that is devotion to his word Right? Yeah. And so, you know, I think too, when we talk about Paul, Apollos, and God bringing the increase, I've thought a lot about this uh, just over the course of the years, just working with Western Europe and with our saints there in France and, and Belgium and the different countries there. But making disciples, we are an apostolic ministry, we are a teaching ministry. We're a prophetic minute. I mean, we cover the fivefold, but so much of 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 the apostolic, so much of the ministry that God has entrusted to us, and I mean, the Great Commission is to go make disciples throughout the earth, and that really is what you're talking about: is about making disciples, making those committed to be students of the word to study the word to um, not just receive the seed but develop the seed and 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 allow the, the spirit to equip and empower you to teach the word and and this has been i don't want to say it's been a challenge but it's 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 difficult sometimes to teach somebody how to teach I mean, we've experienced this in our own house. We have a good number of teachers, you know, with the teaching gift in our house, but then a lot of us, that's not our primary gift. We've had to be developed by the Spirit to step up to the plate and teach from the giftings that we have. And, And so you can come up and teach something and I can come up behind you and teach the same topic, but I'm gonna do it in a little different way because I have different giftings. And so, you know, I think about these different countries where we're going to take this message and 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 I love the fact that we've got ongoing teaching both in Brazil and in Western Europe where we're, we're teaching them just line upon line. But, 
at some point we have to have those teachers and even those that might not be teachers be willing to step up and teach and let the spirit come through them with the message mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's significant it is and so when you talk about Bezalel and you talk about the creativity and, and that's a big part of it but we have to have those that are willing to step out and to be shoved out of the nest and whatever it requires to get you to step up to that that place and be and, and allow the Lord to use you in that way and I think our carnal nature is I don't want to fail you know what if I plus the fact that it takes a huge amount of discipline because you have to study and discipline yourself to learn the message to be able to to bring it and you know there's a lot of people that aren't willing to do that and yet there's a lot that are and so how do we how do we train in that regard you can't impart the discipline but i don't know now i'm rambling yeah well you know that's that is a that is a foundational um, issue that we have to believe God for. I mean, I think about, would I be doing what I'm doing if, it, if the demand was not put on me? And the demand was put on me. Did I know what I was doing? Not really. Had I had experience speaking in front of Yes. But still, I mean, I know what it, what it takes to to discipline yourself, to get in the Word, to, to actually own the message yourself. And that's really what it takes. It's like you can teach me something and you do every single week. I learn from you out of Scripture. But I have to take what you've taught me and I have to go into the Word and I have to find my way in it. I have to own it. And it has to become mine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are different planks to this process. That's an essential one. Um, Having a repository where these teachings can go to were actually preserved and then making them accessible in a way that people can find and almost putting together a structured pursuit for people that come along. We've tried in different ways, but we've got to, we've got to, for instance, here's a for instance. I suppose that for Brazil, and we've done much more of this for, for, for in French, but I suppose for Brazil, since this is a hot, plate issue. We've taught hundreds of hours already to different groups, pastors, leaders, churches, and for the most part, those teachings, I don't know where they are. I I have no idea if anybody can access them. So we have these five big sessions that we did in Brazil at the theater last week a little over last week now 
um, we have the, the we have the teachings and we have the worship times all of them recorded we have our equipment we live streamed it we have it that's great now getting that stuff to people that are in those churches who didn't hear it or who heard it once and need to hear it again to get it available to pastors who are hungry for the message because like I said there are hundreds of these churches we maybe had 12 represented in the Sao Paulo which is fine that's not a that's not a, a failure that's just what you do when you go on site local and I'm trying to think how can we get these to these other churches and I said well we've got a link we can get it there yeah that's great we have a link great it's kind of like having you know you were telling me we were talking about an issue that we're facing when we go into France and I was talking about a solution and you suggested a place that might have that solution and I said where is it and you said well it's right down here and it's right beside the place that I go to get donuts once every <laughs> month to bring to Sunday school class I had no idea I, I had no idea and so we would assume that these that the pastors that were there are trying to actively distribute these links but assuming can get you nothing well you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink too yeah so if if apollo's watered what did that look like well, the one thing about Apollos is that the only thing he had to distribute his teaching was either teachers that he trained or written materials. Now, we don't have any of those. Some have argued whether the book of Hebrews was actually written by Apollos. I'm not going to argue that. We know that it's the anointed word of the Lord. We recognize that. But we have all these other sources. Training teachers is one thing which we're trying to do making these other materials available and telling people that they're available that's where we're really lacking right now because honestly I am so grateful for the success of this last gathering so grateful for the hunger that God's put in people and for these ongoing things that you've so very clearly defined but there's something in me that just says we can't just prepare stuff and then just hope that people are going to find it. We, this, this is where I was saying we need the spirit of wisdom. For Bezalel, somebody with technical skill to say, oh, this is what God is wanting for this hour. And it's not emulating somebody else like Bethel or Morningstar. I, I know they all, Gateway, I know they all have their own things. But that means diddly for these Brazilian people. Those Brazilian people are just on another wavelength. And we've got to we've got to believe that God is going to miraculously provide a feeding line that like these wonderful things we just produced. And specifically we we felt God was choosing five things that are essential for them right now. But how many other essential things? And so, 
I'm really giving thanks to the Lord, but I know that what we've done in the past has been great. But like even in other places, Western Europe, we, we have to have a creative way to make these things available. And, and not only make them available, but direct people to where they can find it. Um, because from my heart, I mean, we, we've done what God's asked us to do. I'm not saying we failed. But I, I see this, these re, the reams of material that we have that is still fresh meat for the general church. And it just sits there. It's collecting dust. So, and I'm not, oh, woe was us. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we've got to believe for some kind of a breakthrough creatively for these various, th and these theaters of operation are all different. I'm just rambling here. So yes, we've got to believe and develop teachers. And I know that's been frustrating for you. We've had this conversation before, and I, I it's... It perplexes me too. We've developed teachers here in-house, which is great. Have we developed all the teachers we should? Probably not. No, and I'm not saying that everybody should be teaching. I mean, I, I mean, if we if we look at the you know the fivefold gifts, um, I don't know. I mean. There's some people that just... There's some people that don't have that gift. Yes. That maybe <laughs> the five, it's like number five on their... on their and, and the other things that they do are incredible. And they can run circles around some of us that can actually teach, but um, in other ways. But I do know that it takes courage. It takes discipline. It takes time, it takes investment, it takes passion, and and a lot of that comes from the Spirit of the Lord as yeah. we just open ourselves up to be obedient to what He's asking of us. But some of it is, some of it is just us overcoming ourselves and our laziness mm -hmm. and putting other things ahead of the priority that this is. and. You know excuses and things like that that cause us to not actually buckle down and prepare ourselves um, to actually minister in that way so yeah I mean and and I guess to some degree each church is different like I'm thinking of one church in Brazil who is there these people are dynamically gifted and they can do things technically, I'm not going to describe them too much, but the desire to, to learn and to then teach is probably at the bottom of their scale. And, and I'm grappling over how to, how to permeate that. Another new place, very excited, very prophetic, very dynamic 
but I'm I'm not sure who's really been teaching them. I saw some books out on the counter that all seem to be Elijah List hot topics, which I'm I'm just saying. Um, but as far as the depth of understanding, how do we how do we approach them? How do we how do we deal with that? I would say that first church I talked about was more evangelistically gifted with dynamic results. The second church I'm talking about is more prophetically gifted. That seems to be what they declare. All the books I saw were about the prophetic. But from what standpoint? From who? To what end? Our grasp of the prophetic is similar it's like when uh, CI was training us. Both Bishop Hammond and Bill Lackey and Steve Schultz, the triumvirate of Jane Hammond, I didn't have any contact with. But every one of them said, we know what you're doing is scriptural, but we've never seen anything like this before. And that's not a compliment, that's just an assessment. So I know that whatever the prophetic streams are, you've seen this for yourself. Some of the things that we say that are bedrock understandings from the word, they scratch and spit and say, what is that? And I'm not saying we're better than anybody else. What I'm saying is that our job in making disciples, how do you permeate that skill set that is already functioning and is already successful? I, I think the calling card is that this is the scripture. This is the word. Search the scriptures for yourself and see. But how to make this all available? I don't know. Do we have a school of teachers? Do we, do we develop a school of people who are teachers and try to form teachers? Maybe. Because I've I've had times that you have to you can you can tell about them in a moment, but I I've met with these Brazilian pastors where I've had ninety of them on a Zoom call, going through scriptures, going through the cross, going through the histeme, and it was like I was speaking Latin backwards to them, and I was trying to dumb it down as far as I could. And I recognize that most of these people do not need to be on this call. Most of them don't. Because they're not, their brain isn't trained to study. I'm not faulting them, they never learned how to study. And I'm talking about things that I might as well be teaching about the, the surface of Mars to them. They know it's the scripture that they don't get it, probably out of that group, 15 of them really had the, the educational background and the anointing to actually grasp this and teach it. So what do we do? Do we, do we bring pneumaticos for dummies for the, for the main group and then off to the side, not publicizing it, have a we're going to teach teachers here. We're going to, this is the school of prophets. We're going to teach you. I mean, you better take it seriously. You know what I mean? But then this whole technical business of how do we make this available? How do we advertise it? 
The Brazilians in particular are top shelf at advertising. You give them five minutes, they put together a promotional video that's killer, and it's up on the screen. I marvel at that. I recognize we don't have that. Go ahead. No, I was just going to add to what you're saying, and, and another part of that, another dimension to all of this is prayer and the spirit. Mm, yeah. Diversities of tongues. Froneo. Because we know that if we're not praying in the spirit, if we're not connecting, and you know, if we're not, that opens up our spirit to be able to understand. Yeah. In ways that nothing else does. Yeah. And so, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been studying for a teaching or studying for ministry, and. You know how you can study and, and it all makes sense, but it's still just a little linear? And then I, <coughs> thankfully, can read the signs in my own way to know, okay, it's time to go pray. And I can step into the sanctuary for an hour and pray in the Spirit and everything just starts to open up. And everything makes sense. And you know how it's just, talk about the creativity of Bezalel. Bezalel. Mm -hmm. I mean, our spirit has to be praying. And so that's a whole nother part of it. If you've got these linear teachers that are way more, I don't know. It's just, a, it's an interesting balance. And these are all things that have to be taught and understanding has to come to them. And you know the beautiful thing about it is that we can come to them from a point of experience yeah. and and witness and testimony and say look this is real this, this is how it works <laughs> yeah and and that you know a lot of that we tried to demonstrate last week in Brazil and so and it, you know, it really is the to do and to teach not just from an experience the experiential standpoint oh yeah I've seen this work and oh yes I understand the to-do begins and is fueled by this intercession and if you ain't doing you ain't learning I just don't get it I just don't understand it if I've heard that you know when Mike I've said this when my daughters would say that to me when they're doing their homework they could you could ask them right now what was your dad's response that is not acceptable. That, I, that was my word. That is not acceptable. But, you know, what I would do then was not say, go sit in a corner and study. I would first examine, are you actually trying to do this work? Which, half the time, they weren't. But then I'd sit down and talk to them about it, and we'd work through it. And I'd try to figure out what was holding them back from understanding and try to approach it with illustration. And usually that worked. See, that's how the Spirit does with me. That's the way. Yeah. That's what has to be. But to say this is too hard when it's the Scripture, that's not acceptable. Anybody who says that, what are you saying? I'm too dumb to know the Word of God? God gave us His Word. It's His living Word, but... He made me like a dummy so I can't understand it. I think I can say that word without infuriating any of you. 
you got dummies, uh, computers for dummies, all those books. But if we say that over ourselves, what are we doing? Um, and you know, we've had times like how many time, how many years did we teach fivefold? Over and over and over again, we teach fivefold. And then we had in one of our seminars, we distributed teaching assignments. We had people from the network in different parts of the building teaching and one of the pastors from another state was teaching about the fivefold but she did it in a different way just a little bit different way and one of the leaders of our house went up and said that was fantastic where did you get that and she lifted up the fivefold manual and said from right here and I thought okay I'm perplexed by it. You and I talked about this. I'm definitely perplexed by this. I cried and laughed about it. it well, yeah, time. I'm still talking about it. How could this person who is a leader not understand the fivefold? And when the same materials were being taught in a very loving and simple way, and suddenly it clicked. I don't know, because that person prayed. I think there were other obstacles. But that's another story. So we, we as saints are in a, in a position where we're about to have breakthrough. We're already having breakthrough. We've got to have a spiritual download on these things because it, it crushes me to know that what we have is precious to the Father. And I hear, I hear people good, solid Christians, even people who have had contact with our ministry here, or all of our ministry, who aren't living in it, who don't know it, when it's revolutionized our life and it's meat from the Word. And I think, hey, look, I dwelt in that realm that was intellectual, from, you know, theologically intellectual. And I know those people are sincere. But I also know that whatever they know that they know that they know that they know, ain't all of it and what God's giving us is a deep mind shaft to the gold of his scripture and it's got to get out there it's it's got to find its its place in these people and we need the anointing of the spirit to create as Fulton would say vesicles to get this out there um, so that's something that's a burden of my heart and it's been triggered by these hours of recordings that we have of those gatherings, those days of gathering. How do we get those, not just for the one little church, but just spread to the people? And then who do we have down there that if they have questions they could serve as teachers who would go in and affirm. That structure's not in place. And then how do we get the, the great treasure that's been given into the saints? How do we make that available to these people so that they have resources to look to? That's not in place, and I can tell you how it's not going to be. It's not going to be, oh, let's all contact Pastor Ron. Oh, let's all contact Monica. Because that will wear us out. 
And that's not what God has desired. It's not even, oh, let's get Pastor Larry and Vicki, let's get Pastor Robert, let's get Monica, let's get Pastor Ron, let's get whoever. Yo, Wally. That's the, 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 we, we aren't enough. We need the miracle of feeding the thousands. We need to believe that these teachers, in their hands as they break it, it's going to be exponentially sent out. So, I'm going to say something prophetic. Okay, let me get let me get positioned here. <laughs> because I feel like this is the spirit. Um, but I know I'm stepping out on the waters. We have this saints gathering in the south of France in less than two weeks. Well, two weeks. And we both felt led when we go back into France for our first gathering that it was going to be a different gathering. It was going to be one that was going to be focused on prayer, on intercession. Um, we are going. We are going in to pray with them. We are going in to seek the Father, to seek the Lord um, on behalf of what He wants to accomplish in the days ahead, to get us positioned to go forward in Western Europe, throughout all of Europe. But I also know that the Lord has used that nation in so many ways as a first fruits, and they are teacher seers. And I believe that part of the reasoning why, as to why God is having us go in and focus on prayer and seeking His face and gaining wisdom and understanding and insight in going forward, I believe He's going to use that time of those saints in intercession to release some of these things that we need throughout the world. Mm -hmm. Because the Lord has used France to open up their teacher's ears to open up things um, throughout the rest of the, yeah. the nations. Yeah. So I'm just speaking forth that prophetically. And, and you know, we go into France, we have saints that are coming from Switzerland, from Belgium, from Luxembourg, from different of the countries. And yet, it's a French. It's a. It's it's a. It's the, it's our national seminar in France. But what we have to recognize is that go. It goes beyond us. It it. The purpose of of God calling His saints together at His throne goes beyond us. It's going to go beyond France. And even the French-speaking nations. The 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 effectiveness and the power of the intercession. And so I'm just speaking that forth, that the things that we've talked about today, these are all in God's heart. And our next big gathering is in France in two weeks. And we have, you know, we're poising that gathering to be prayer. Mm -hmm. So I just want to speak that forth that seeds will be planted, that the creative nature of God will be opened up, that we will gain insights for Brazil. We will gain in insights for the teachers, the development of the teachers. I just I just see that it's just like the doors are going to be open. And so... Amen. Hold on. 
Hold fast. Hold fast, yes. Well, obviously we, uh, we had some challenges earlier and we apologize to those of you who tuned in and couldn't hear us. Um, this is going to be put up uh, as a recording on the archive. But let's join in prayer about this and because it's, it's essential for us going forward. Um, I, I just have a very strong burden for as the, as the many, many, many people are coming, we have to we have to make disciples, not just have good meetings. Amen. So, um, in the past summers, uh, Monica reminded me that um, we kind of took a, a break from Saints Radio as well as from the uh, Message of the Week for France. And I think that sudden, certainly I forgot. <laughs> this, this year is moving along so quickly. So, I think that we, we will meet next week for Saints Radio, and we'll do our best to make sure we're broadcasting when it's time to broadcast. But um, after that, we'll take our summer break, basically because you and I are going to be traveling the following week. And, um, and we do ask that you join with us in prayer on behalf of this gathering in France. Yeah. We, we definitely need to cover that in prayer. Because as you did say, that was many nations are going to be represented. And, and again, we could fill our schedule going to, to see people that are dear to us who have ministries throughout Western Europe. And we love being with them. Um, there are places that we promised to go that we've not gone yet. And, but, but the purpose is not to, to go and just travel around. We'll go where the Lord says to go. But the purpose is to leave some lasting reservoir of the message and to make this message available and so these nations that are going to be gathered together near Nice is uh, each of them share that lovely language of French and we love those folks they're our allies we, we need God to do some incredible things for the season that's coming. Lasting things. Successful things. And um, so I, I agree, Monica. We would really appreciate you joining with us in prayer for that. As many of you have been there. You've ministered multiple times. So I know you have a heart for these people because you know them and 
the love of the Lord is extended from you to them and vice versa so um, we just want to be a success for our father you know those pastors down there several of them came up and said you didn't take an offering and others said you came here but you didn't ask for anything I know somebody asked you that too I think from what we talked at least probably several and and what I said was we didn't we didn't come here to get anything we came here to give but uh, you know what's the scripture say freely receive freely give and so they've received now we need to believe for that giving we need to believe that what went into these disciples hands of the bread and the fishes in from their hands the bread was multiplied the basket didn't multiply it their hands in obedience did and so we've got to we've got to have those hands around the world anointed so that this bread and, and meat can can go out Everybody likes a good fish fry. You know, I know I've just, we've been talking spiritual things. When I moved to Texas, the only fish I had ever eaten were Mrs. Gorton's fish sticks cooked in the oven. I did have shrimp one time at a youth dinner, but I didn't know how to eat them. So I ate everything, including the tails. They were fried, you know? And the only salsa I ever had before I came to Texas were those little packets that you got at Taco Bell. Oh my gosh. And that was, I'd squirt those onto the taco but I much, I much, uh, much more wanted all the Italian food that was up there, and the pierogies that the Eastern Europeans had. So, when, when we talk about people being able to accept new things, and accept new ways, and accept things that are beyond what they thought was the apex of what they knew my experience in physical things is filled with that. I didn't know I was so far behind society. I, I just thought this is the way things were. When I came down here, it was a whole new world. And what, so what did I do? Did I say, well, you know, I'm not going to eat that. Mrs. Gorton's fish sticks is fine for me. That's what my mama gave me. That's what I grew up on, and it served me well. No, I said, hey, look, I like tilapia. I like sea bass, and I can tell you it's not extinct. I like uh, cod. I love that. The fish sticks were great, but no way. Now, my dad, he lived a little higher on the hog, though. He had McDonald's filet of fish. But I didn't eat that sandwich. 
so when we came here, I said, all right, nothing against what I'd known, there's much more. So we have the meat of the word. We have the unsearchable riches. We're going into places that are used to fish sticks. Somehow we've got to introduce them to salsa. And and beyond that then to uh, the, the other delectable things of the word. And um, when you find the good, when you find the better, when you find the best, why settle for less? Well, this was a different thing. I think we were pretty much done. We probably were done before I started talking about Mrs. Gorton's. Thanks, everybody. May God bless you. May he continue to strengthen and restore all of you who are still rebounding from your travels. Um, God bless you all. And we will look forward to reaching out again tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live. Till then, God bless and goodbye.